Welcome to the Alleycast, episode three. I suppose I was trying to prove a point in saying it's not about just selecting one thing you think you might be able to do and be good at. It's about selecting two or three things and possibly achieving them all. We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. Yo, 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 welcome to the Alleycast. Um, got this one out a little bit sooner than than we all expected, really. Only because uh, I've got lots of people, lots of interesting people lined up in the pipeline. Really, really excited about some of them. Um, well, excited about all of them, really. <laughs> Digging a hole for myself there. Now, really excited to get them out, but I, you know, some of them aren't confirmed yet, so I don't want to don't want to give any names out just in case uh, it, it doesn't actually happen. Uh, thank you all so much for downloading the podcast and listening to it. Like I say, we got a number two in the Apple charts last week, which is absolutely amazing. It's all down to you guys. If you're listening to this on the um on the apple store if you can go on there and you can leave us a review you you know you can leave us a one-star review if you if you think it's toilet or you can leave us a five-star review if you think it's great but don't be tight leave us a five-star review and (laughs) that that will then get us right up there on the on the apple charts and let more people find out about the podcast so that they can listen to it uh, and they can get inspired and they can go out and do amazing stuff also so today's chat is with nick range nick range is from elite outdoor fitness uh, and has recently uh, set a world record up there in leeds um, in this podcast as well he is also going to let you know exactly what's next which is a world exclusive he's not told anybody about this yet uh, apart from sort of his uh, his close confidant so so that will be be good for you to hear also don't forget um i'm be putting this out just before the black sheep half marathon which is taking place in edale um on the 7th of december so you've still got time to go over to one of the pages there and sign up for that i'm going to be there i'm going to try and get a bit of audio while i'm there as well and whether that turns into a episode all on its own or whether we just include a bit of audio and a bit of sort of uh, live um live live audio there from the event in another podcast i'm not quite sure yet um, also this week, I'm going to be speaking to John Beamson, uh, who has the Eagle podcast. He's based over there in Darlington. He's a mountain leader um, and runs a company called Robust Tours, which uh, gets you out into the hills. So I'm going to be on his podcast this week, talking all about gone tabbing and talking about myself as well. So um, where I said the other week, I was going to do an episode about myself. I now don't have to. I'm going to do that on another podcast. So if you go over to Spotify, he's going to get that out fairly quickly. So it's a good chance it will be out by the time this podcast goes out. So if you go over to Spotify and look for the Eagle podcast um, and just look for a really alley picture of me on there coming up Jacob's Ladder in Gontabin and that, that will be the, the episode with me. So without further ado, let's not chatter anymore and let's get straight over and listen to my talk with Nick Grange. So um, I've got Nick Grange with me. Um, how do you prefer to what do you prefer to be called? Is it is it Nick? Is it Grangey or? Yeah, either Nick's fine or Grangey. Yeah, I don't mind at all. Brilliant. I'll say, look, congratulations on your recent uh, record. Well, it's not an attempt, is it? It's uh, you, you completed it. So that was a uh, that was pretty amazing. I've watched the short film. Uh, that's been up on our um, on our page as well. So that was certainly uh, <laughs> something pretty amazing that you've done there. Um, oh, thank you. So. Um, 
you are obviously ex-military, um, and you know, did you did you come from a military family originally, or was it was it just something that you did off your own back? Yeah, we're from a bit of a military family, really. So I suppose it was a uh, it was march me for joining the military because I kind of had a uh, a bit of an insight as I was growing up about that kind of stuff, and a few of my mates joined the parachute regiment, the Marines, and stuff like that. So. And also, I think because I was quite a keen sportsman and uh, keen at um, keeping fit, it kind of drew me in that direction, I suppose. Okay, cool. Um, so now, obviously, moving on from that, you uh, you now run Elite Outdoor Fitness. Now, I've, I've not had a chance to train with you guys yet. I will get down south, and I, I will do that, because you, you are based sort of in the southern England, aren't you? Yeah, we're kind of based all over, actually. Right. Um, as we move forward and we're evolving, we're, uh, we're covering quite a large area. We're going to start hitting the Longmind Hills um, okay. quite soon now because I'm moving up there right. and we hit Brecon, Brecon, Elam Valley, Ellsby area, Worcester, uh, on the Malvern Hills. So we cover quite a large area actually. Okay, so what's the evolution of Elite Outdoor Fitness? Where did that come from? It's um, it's really just a progression, you know. It's, it's like with anything that starts, I kind of had a bit of a dream of what I wanted to achieve and uh, as it's gone through the last two or three years, it's, it's just evolved itself because um, what I thought people wanted, it's just... just um, been probably a little bit different which is which is good um you know it's been an eye-opener for me and I've, I've kind of like been able to go through the motions of uh mm. um training people and doing fitness sessions and working with the days and doing events and and it's evolved so that we can all kind of get the best out of it i suppose so what did the early days of elite outdoor fitness look like was it always the um was it always the sort of bag and carrying uh, exercise or, or was it was it more sort of around the you know the personal training type of thing for 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 people yeah well i was a i was a pti in the army and uh and i got a quite a good bit of qualified experience i suppose at uh nutrition uh injury management and sports science as a whole mm. and going back in time a little bit i suppose when i was working out in the middle east because i was out there for 11 years and i i lived out there essentially so i only came home mm. a couple of a few, two or three weeks a year um I started training people out there and it was off my own back and it, was, it wasn't part of a company or anything like that. It's, uh, it was lads that had, had been injured and then come back after, uh, you know, however long it yeah. took them to recover. They came back in country and, and, uh, and I started that way, really. And then I thought, oh, I'd love to do this as a, as a job. And I was training a lot of people to go for like, uh, like the special forces and elite forces like yeah. parachute regiment and Marines and things like that and, and normal army. And, and I suppose it, it kind of um, it was born from that training uh, normal people whether they were like engineers yeah. that were wait that'd been sat in an office and 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 i suppose really although we're doing quite well as elite outdoor fitness and winning things uh it's always been a passion of mine to to get that person that has never really done anything or um has just had normal family commitments and work commitments and they've kind of fell behind on their fitness a little bit and trying to you know, get them kickstarted and, and and doing stuff. I think I think that's been my priority. I suppose. Is there a is there a particular sort of age group which you're coming to elite outdoor fitness these days? Because I've noticed sort of my age group now, which is you know, the forty plus. I think I was talking to somebody else that was interviewing earlier on today, and I was thinking back to to my dad when he was in his sort of forties and fifties, and and he he certainly never. Well, I never had the view that he, he thought about nutrition. He never thought about fitness or going out. It was really just sort of hand to mouth, and it was you know it was mm. going out there and doing that. But I think I, I don't know whether it's the whole um, education that's come through various different Netflix documentaries and and the internet thing now. But it seems to be people a lot more, especially guys, um, a lot more sort of my sort of age now, which are which are returning to to, to fitness that that maybe they haven't done since they were you know in, in the twenties. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, strangely enough, you know, I joke about this all the time. Our average age is probably mid forties. I, I think we scare all the youngins off, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I think that uh, maybe companies and organisations like uh, um, Avalanche Endurance Events, I suppose they've they pulled in huge amounts of people that want to mm. do something for charity or do something as a one-off to get fit, and they're kind of drawn into it because it's in the great outdoors. It's uh, testing themselves, meeting nice people. And it's healthy at the same time. So I suppose off the back of that, I think at the moment there's a, lot, there's a big emphasis on educating people in nutrition and balanced diets and, and promoting health, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And with demands on the NHS, I think the government mm. are kind of pushing that a little bit. Yep. Um, and I suppose in the next 10, 20 years, it's going to be probably more in that direction because obviously they're uh, you know introducing those kind of things at school as well, which yeah. is a great thing. And you know, nipping in the bud at the beginning, earlier stages of showing people how to eat and how to to train and do a bit of exercise and the gyms are jumping on top of that as well i've noticed in the last five or ten years the gyms there's more gyms out there they're cheaper and they're more accessible for people to to train with i think and i think that's been a huge huge thing it's been good for us because we're getting all these people that um are starting to look, want to change their lives and that's what it's all about isn't it it is definitely do you think we're moving um more and more towards the functional fitness type of type of ethos rather than the old just going banging out in the gym on a treadmill for, for for 20 minutes yeah of course we are you know i've been very fortunate in in my i suppose my military career and i've been i've been being involved in in keeping fit and strong and healthy um overall you know i'm looking at look at the components of physical fitness and i've been trying to tick all those boxes whereas um in the old old times uh it was all about like you say their functional fitness that's what it's all about now i think crossfit mm. been great for that yeah definitely um you know it, it really has and i just followed crossfit uh when i was away because i couldn't get out running and stuff like that because obviously where i was working mm. so it was more in compounds and doing weights and training and crossfit was important to me because it was uh it was different than just doing weight training and uh the military tend to use that weighted fitness cross crossfit type stuff mm. uh and it's very successful in uh in, in covering all the bases for like um overall fitness you know agility balance speed power muscular and cardiovascular endurance etc etc and it kind of ticks all of those boxes rather than just going out and running or just going out and cycling yeah. and i think that's been that's been quite good for people and so there's definitely a change as where you know as we were you know when we were in our 20s it was uh going to the gym and squatting and don't yeah, don't yeah. go below <laughs> parallel because it's bad for you. And now nowadays it's completely different it's authentic muscle movement and and, and functional movements and, that, and that's that's key i think and that's why people are becoming stronger and fitter and uh, they can engage in more activities because they're actually training properly, which is important. Yeah, I think it's great that organisations such as yourself and, and Avalanche have brought this into the outdoors as well. I was, I, I sort of discovered this world probably about, it must be about three years ago now, and I'd just come out of hospital, I'd been really ill, and the doctors had told me, you're never going to run, you're never going to cycle again, find yourself a new normal. So what I said, a new normal was going to be to find something different. And, uh, you know, I think, it, I think it was Avalanche's page that, that popped up first, and I thought within 12 months, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be up penny fan. Um, and, yeah, and, and I did that, and, and it just it brought the whole it, it brought exercise back to me as as being an interesting and exciting subject because like like you say sitting in, go go into the gym for me it was like get on get on the, the weights machines free weights 
get on the treadmill, do that, maybe go outside if it wasn't raining. Um, but but say once, I think the first time I met Ken, I realised that you know that 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 was certainly going to be a thing of the past for me. And it was you know if it, if it wasn't raining or ain't training, and then the colder mm. and wetter and harder it was, yes. uh, the better. Do you feel there's a, there's a, a great? Um, I certainly do. I'll be be totally transparent. I feel I feel that there's a great um, benefit in just doing things that make you uncomfortable. Oh, Steve, I think uh, people are drawn to that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly am, although I must admit, as I as I get a little bit old, it's nice having the creature comforts. <laughs> I must admit. But, um, oh, yeah, most definitely. And I think if we can just go back very slightly with regards to, you know, having the wrong advice from, from people. People go and see their doctors, they go to mm-hmm. the NHS, they uh, go and see physios. All these people are working hard, and most of them... Um, are probably not as fit or they haven't engaged in like training no. as hard as the people that are going to go and see them yeah. and they tend to work off a bit of a script as you know well maybe you should ease off this ease off that we work quite closely with the uh, bulletproof bodies um okay. yeah. uzo that's there and uh, uh next year we're kind of changing the whole platform of elite outdoor fitness quite drastically actually because mm. i've had a good understanding of what people want and yeah. etc what they need and uzo is going to be a big part of that of like on engineering management because he's he's a breath of fresh air steve yeah. i tell you yeah, because yeah. You know, he looks at somebody that in normal circumstances, they go and see their GP and they would say, you need to stay away from this, that and the other mm. uh, and give them poor advice, in, in my opinion. Whereas Izo looks at them and, and says, look, we can work around this. What do you want to achieve? You know, he's got the experience. He's he's a solid lad. He's, he's really strong on the hills and he does rock climbing and he's, he's a strong athlete. Um, and at the same time, he's... Um, He's, he's a good practitioner of physiotherapy yeah. uh, and, and so is his partner too. So, um, yeah, people like that. Um, there needs to be more people like that in the industry because what a lot of people are doing is they're not training and they're not getting involved because they're being held back by uh, limited education on, mm. you know, if they a bad knee or they've got a bad back or they've had sciatica. Yeah. There's so many people out there that have just stopped doing it and just get them involved in say um avalanche's kind of experience and walking over the hills and then somebody saying actually you've got you know if you can walk it you can kind of run it and if you can run it then you can do some you can do a triathlon or you can go out cycling Mm. or not even do something like that just go out and do a park run for the first time you know things like that everything becomes more achievable doesn't it most definitely yeah and it's it's not just your physical health so uh, so the guy i was talking to earlier on today is um it was a guy called chris barrows brown he's going to be on a podcast in in a couple of months and he now runs this um mental health community outreach which is called talk it out and basically what it is and i think we're a little bit ahead of the game here is basically just about getting people out in the hills in pairs and talking to each other um, and and a lot of the um, NHS practitioners around, around the country are starting to to look at this now, and he's having a lot of success in basically them just sending people along to these <clears throat> community projects now. Because yep. you know, I think I don't, I don't know if you listen to, to Hugh Care on the on the, the the HR podcast, but I think he refers to it rather than mental injury or, or mental health, he refers mm-hmm. to a lot of his mental fitness. And I think yep. if we can start to think of it. A lot more is sort of developing mental fitness rather than shying away from from mental illness or or anything. I, I think people would would engage in that a lot better. I 100 percent agree. Um, I think uh, I'd like to think that elite outdoor fitness is um, kind of moving in that direction as well. Actually, yeah. um, we have. I'm quite close with. That's why you know we stay relatively small because we wanted to be relatively small. Mm. We obviously encourage to become bigger and bigger, but we're at the same time, would it be to keep it very personable and 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 that's what we do myself and the chaps that, that help me um uh, uh, so that said we kind of um have quite 
you know uh, close relationships with the majority of the people that um within the elite outdoor fitness community mm. and so uh there there is a lot going on with people you know life's busy life's hard um people commit themselves to busy jobs busy lifestyles family uh trying to do their fitness at the same time mm. some for some people it can get a bit overwhelming yeah. and they can deal with you know depression anxiety and, mm. and things like that and um and so we're making steps uh certainly next year a bit more so to engage in communities where people if they want to can um to interact with other people that might be dealing with the same kind of uh, um bits and bobs that are going on uh, as themselves so they, mm. so they feel less alone um and and, and more involved with other people and if, if they're having a bit of a down day or a down week they can uh they can link up with somebody on skype or telephone or meet them in the hills or we can arrange things and that's kind of how we're looking at trying to go as well because I'm quite passionate about stuff like that. I'm quite passionate about health as a whole, mm. not just fitness and winning powers 10 or commando 30. Yeah. It's more than that for me. And, and and that's the kind of ethos of the elite outdoor fitness or part of it. There's a lot being talked at the moment about, um, about nutrition. And, you know, I think when we, we, we look at the NHS as well, it's quite shocking the amount of time that, that your, your GP in training actually spends on, on, studying nutrition i think it's i think it's half a day or something like that within the within the five or six years training they actually talk about nutrition yep. on that what's your views on nutrition because there's a lot there's, there's a lot of talk obviously we've got game changers now which has been a massive hit on netflix which everybody's talking about um i've certainly got my own views on nutrition um and you know again complete transparency i'm i'm, I'm plant-based because because that's what works for me um mm-hmm. what 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 is your views on it is it is the one particular way to go nutrition? Is it plant based? Is it is it is it carnivore? Or again, is it, is it what works for you? Um, I, I truly believe that um, it's what works for you to an extent. I think everybody's different, and mm. uh, certain things um, will suit different people. If that mm. makes sense, yeah, yeah. more some people more um, uh, plants, etc. For others, I've always con- gone. I did quite a bit at university on nutrition. I must admit, and my philosophy is uh, that everything in uh, moderation yeah yeah i think fitness is like that as well i yeah. do everything in moderation but i think the elite outdoor fitness is a little bit different is i just kind of uh, whack out the, the the park every so often and kind of say let just go and shock your body in that respect and and yeah. life's like that as well you know it's very rare that you find people that um have a perfect balanced diet oh gotcha um and i think when you do have a perfect balanced diet we live in a society where you don't have much variety anyway. So mm. you're eating the, the same type of foods anyway, and then you have a bit of an intolerance against those foods. So all I do is I have a, a very balanced diet, I have a very balanced uh, fitness regime, and then every so often you, you shock the body by maybe, you know, having too much beer one night or whatever, yeah. or, or, or going out and getting some chips. I think, you know, I think it's just about being sensible mm. um, uh, and, and, and looking at what you eat. And I think you if you... If you train correctly, it's like anything. People say to me, how do I know what boots are right for me? How do I don't know if they're right socks or what <laughs> kind of... You know, I, I've never been a good runner. Everybody says I've never been a good runner. It's because you've never been a good runner that you're not a good runner. Yeah. And what, what diet... You know, my, my diet's always up and down. I think that if you become a complete cyclist or runner or uh, fell runner or you engage in all of those activities like elite outdoor fitness provide, mm. you, your nutritional needs... or almost automatically kind of come in line with what your body needs a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. you know you understand how much uh, fluids you need to drink you tend to stop uh, the young and stop taking 
social kind of stuff that they're doing when they go out and mm. drinking less and smoking less if that's what they're doing uh, and your body is in tune with yourself and you kind of come in line with it a bit better and, and that because it, it know what it what it wants and if you need a bit more energy or you need some protein or you're struggling with this that, and the other it kind of it kind of tells you if you when you go and do like the lads have just done an avalanche uh, long drag yeah Yep. You know, and I advise them how they would feel different the processes that are going on in the body, and and just to expect that and not be shocked by it, for example. Mm. And and part of that is you know you can do the energy, the energy, the energy as you're going along, but at some stage you'll need lipids, you'll need fat, and your body will acknowledge that. And it's almost like you want a big pie or something like that. <laughs> Why on selection? I think at one of the checkpoints they kind of chuck you a a, a cold pasty because you kind of ram it down you because it's almost like your body knows what mm. it needs at that stage and life's like that a little bit and so once you start training it all it's all part of the parcel isn't it yeah you know you tend to eat better and you know what, what you need to eat and, and you become more healthy in that respect as well yeah i think it's about doing it consciously as well isn't it you know when you when, when your body's telling you you need something it's very easy to to go for the easy option which which often isn't the best but you know um if you eat conscious i think <clears throat> paul mckenna when he was doing his is is um is is hypno band or something to, to make people lose weight one of the things he said within that was that people who are overweight tend to think about all think about food all the time except when they're actually eating it um yep. because because again they're, they're not sort of eating it consciously and it's just the nearest thing that, that, that they think that, that the body needs you know um brilliant okay so let's move on to to your recent record your recent record in in leeds then where did that come about i mean i've, I've watched the the film um <coughs> How did you? How, how on earth did you plan that? And how did you choose which records you were going to break? Yeah, I suppose um, I didn't have an answer for that until about two or three days ago. I must admit, because my brother, I you know, linked up with him, and he and he's you know, he said, hey, "Why do we end up doing that in the end anyway?" And um, you know, he was kind of a bit shocked. He said, "You've achieved so much, but so why would you want to feel the need to go and do something like that?" And he hit the nail on the head. That was exactly the reason why I did do it. I think. You know, without being big-headed, I suppose I've I've achieved a lot of good things that I wanted personally to achieve mm. um, when, when I was abroad. And I've won a few races abroad and triathlons and stuff like that and competitions and CrossFit kind of competitions and across the board because it's what I've always been quite interested in. Yeah. And I suppose it's kind of it's what I've needed. It's kept me focused on that and um, courses in the military that were, that were quite demanding. I, I've done well at those as well. And... Um, I suppose I've never, I mean, I haven't got nothing that I can kind of put on my wall to say I've just done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I suppose I just wanted to, as I was getting a bit older as well, and um, elite outdoor fitness was getting a bit momentum. I just wanted to go and do something that um, took me out of my comfort zone again at the age of forty-five. Um, something that I could kind of go, yeah, do you know what? I, I can do this, and 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 I, I'm one of those people. I, I've worked with. Uh, a great deal of people, especially work in the Middle East, that kind of uh, talk a good thing, mm. possibly don't actually do it themselves. And don't get me wrong, there's some exceptional trainers out there and coaches yeah. Yeah. that have never actually been anything or anything special, but they're exceptionally good at coaching. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to be a good coach because I've had that kind of uh, role, I suppose, now for quite, for quite some time, 10 or 12 years. Um and at the same time, move forward and say, look, I, this is what I want to achieve and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to show you how you can do that from scratch. Because I had a, I got two, my Achilles, uh, I ruptured both my Achilles in the same week uh, just from overtraining a few years ago. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? This is a good opportunity now that I've got around that. 
um, to progress forward and go, look, I'm going to go do a marathon. And uh, like I said in the video, actually, it probably sounded a bit big-headed, but it wasn't meant to sound like that. I um, I looked at quite a few of them, the 40, 60 pounds and some of the others. And although on the, the shorter stuff, they were actually quite fast, there's quite a few on there that seemed to be achievable to mm. train for. And I just wanted to select something that, um, you know, that most hardcore athletes would think that that's almost impossible to do mm. um which it felt like on the day to be fair <laughs> but at the same time you know kind of work out myself and go yeah how am i going to do this because it kind of challenged me and how do i structure my training how do i keep motivated to do that going out and doing uh, like 19 21 mile um 80 pound 95 pound on some occasions runs uh, taught me a lot again you know mm. because Although I'm a coach, I don't know everything, and I suppose it's nice to remind yourself. Yeah, yeah actually, you know, now that I'm 45, it's completely different than when I was training myself when I was 35 or 25, and so it's been quite refreshing and good for me to do it. Actually, how did how did you train for that though? It was it was it constant weighted runs? Was it like clean fatigue runs? Was it was it a good mixture of both, or or did you have a, a specific formula that you knew you were going to follow in order to uh, in, in order to train for it? No, I think the misconception about um, whether you're in the SAS or the SBS or the Paras or the Commanders or or whether you're coming and wanting to get involved in what elite outdoor fitness is doing, what I'm trying to steer away from is a misconception of um, everything to do with weighted fitness mm. and running with a Bergen on and boots and just hardcore it round, as people say. Yeah. Um, it's not about that. If somebody says to me, um, I want to get a, let's say they want to get a four and a half hour, let's say four four hour fan dance, for example, on one of the civilian fan dance races. Yeah. Um, the first question I would ask them is, that, well, how how fast can you run that in a pair of like, uh, you know, trail trainers or whatever you're doing or boots? Mm. Um, and they don't normally know because they've only kind of built up with weight. Yeah. If you want it to do a four hour fan dance, you should go and run it in four hours in the pair of trainers. Yeah. And what I'm bounding back quite a lot this year in doing is getting people back into running and back into fell running and mm. then all you do is just add a little bit of weight then towards the end it's about being an accomplished healthy individual not running around with weight all the time yeah you could do that we've done you know we've won both powers 10 this year we've won the commando 30 we've been number one or come top 10 or top three places in some worldwide events as well, some big endurance events that a lot of people kind of don't know about, I suppose. Mm. Um, and the only reason for that is, is because we train well to be good, accomplished, average, but good, accomplished runners and fell runners and a uh, bit of swimming, a bit of cross training, a bit of strength training in there. And that doesn't mean going to the gym and having to do X, Y, and Z. It's just about trying to get a workaround to go, well, how can you do that? Maybe it's just doing a few squats or press-ups or dorsal raises so that you're kind of getting a little bit of uh, strength and conditioning at home uh, that's suitable for your environment because you haven't got any weights or whatever. And then put yourself forward and getting out in the hills. And like, for example, on the 1st of December, which I think is next weekend, um, we've got a free day that we're putting on, you know, and it's really just to get people back into running and back in the and it's uh, I'm just going to go and set a... 315 fan dance pace for 36 pounds and i've encouraged people to come along clean fatigue with boots with a little bit of weight so that they can maybe achieve a three or three hour 315 or four hour fan dance so they can get an idea of how it feels without the weight mm. because that's exactly what i did for the marathon attempt i okay. worked it out i thought what can i do the marathon in and i slowly increased weight then i dropped it back again then i increased it again it's not all about just putting 80 pounds on and running around all day long no, no. towards the end there are sections where you need to do where you need to do that parts of your week or whatever but no. 
you know, it's about looking at everything as a whole, not just being um, fixated on on one type of training, which is what we teach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair play to you because a marathon for me is probably the most miserable event that I'll take part in. I do sadistically sign up for them probably at least once a year to go and do a marathon, but they're certainly not something that I enjoy. Well, itself. once a year is good, isn't it? I haven't done a marathon for eight. I suppose I have over the years, but I've never gone out and done a specific marathon. But yeah, uh, but yeah it's, it's a good, good, good thing in it to have on your calendar each year because it does motivate you without you even knowing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've, I don't. Know, I think I've gone mad for next year because I've, I've signed up for the for the Brecon to Cardiff Ultra in February. So I'm, I'm training for that at the moment. <laughs> so that's two marathons. No, well, not quite. No, it's forty forty two miles. So, uh, but I, I'm quite looking forward to that. I mean, it's right what you say though about training. When I trained for my first fan dance, I trained mostly weighted, um, yes. and and got injured <laughs> during my yeah. training through doing that as well. And since then, now I I, I run pretty much every day. Um, really, just because it's I find it's the best. Way for me to start the day and it might only be a quick 5k around the block with the dog yeah good for you uh, and um you know and and then in between that i'll get i'll get him a proper training run so you know for me that's that's sort of a active recovery day if you like and i think uh, uh, for me um and i was say i've talked to other people about this i think the morning routine for me is is probably the thing that that, that, that sets you up for the day better than anything else do you run mainly in the morning or is it evening or, or do you just mix it up do you know what, um, Steve? <laughs> in the mornings, I'm useless because I just don't know what I don't know what it is. I used to be really good at it. I think firstly, when I when I wake up in the mornings and I have to train for whatever reason, um, it reminds me of being in, reminds me of being in the jungle and those early mornings were horrible. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so, so I kind of um, I have that feeling where I think, oh, I could, if I could just have a you know a, a few hours when I wake up probably in that. So my better time to train is actually the afternoon. I, okay. I've spoken to quite a few lads, especially as they get older. They tend to um, I think if the, the lads that train well in the mornings, they, they, they train quite well and then they find that they get personal best because they always feel a little bit sluggish in the morning. Yeah. And, and then when they go and do a race and it's a little bit late one day, like 10 or 11 o'clock or whatever, and they've had a bit of time uh, to relax, et cetera, and get their blood circulating around, they tend to do a little bit better. But I think I train, I do train in the morning, lunchtime and evening and probably normally between five mm. or six days a week, depending on where I am. But, um, Overall, yeah, I, I, I prefer the afternoons, I must admit. But just going back to what you were saying before very quickly about um, about people's, uh, you know, get, getting injured and going into mm. training and stuff like that very quickly is uh, I think the fundamentals of like uh, for, for everything really is like uh, educating people. Mm. And, and what we find is, you know, people don't understand about nutrition. And you, when you look at, you know, if somebody asks me, oh, I'm not sure about what to eat and my nutritional needs, I... I normally ask them the same questions I do in training and say, well, what are the nutrients of life, you know, and, uh, and, and the main nutrients that you eat, i.e. carbohydrates, mm. lipids, sorry, fats, uh, proteins, water, vitamin, minerals, etc. And then you've got the phytochemicals, which is from, from all the colors of like lemons and mm. greens that you eat and stuff like that. And people don't realize that. So when you say eat a balanced diet, Hmm. They they don't know the concept of that, and then when you talk to them about physical fitness, you say, "Well, what do you want to achieve? Oh, I just want to get fit." Yeah. So then you know, it's quite simple, really, the same as nutrition is, because I've just covered it in like ten seconds. Hmm. But fitness is the same as that as well, and they're talking about a lot of math training at the moment and things like that. And it's it's really a new thing, but it's not. It's it's an old thing. It's uh, yeah. it's about training between sixty five and hmm. and seventy five percent, seventy five and eighty two, eighty two to eighty eight, and understanding that what those training blocks are and why you're training because most people will say and this means some amazing coaches like uh, Jack Daniels yep. it, it, it's first question would always be 
why are you running that in the morning? Why are you running like that? Why are you doing this? Why are you swimming like that? Mm. Uh, and most people, even athletes, don't understand why they're training. Yeah. Is it to build up mitochondria for your energy system? Is it because you want to increase your lactate threshold, etc.? And so all we do as Elite Outdoor Fitness is provide that education a little bit to people so that they understand instead of going out and if they've only got five hours that they can train or three hours a week, they're kind of maximizing that training and they're yeah. getting the best out of it. Yeah, brilliant. So, I mean, going back to sort of nutrition again there, if you're on, on an event such as the, the fan dance or, or long drag and you're carrying food with you, do you, do you have any suggestions about what type of food you should be carrying with you there? Is it the gels? Is it, is it natural food? Or, or, or again, is it just personal choice? It is personal choice. And I think if you do the correct training for something like that, you don't need to ask that question because mm. you kind of work it out yourself. Yeah. You yeah, understand yeah. what doesn't work and what does work. All I would say is that there are a lot of people that bound from like the fan dance or and they go into other longer stuff even than that. Like mm. so let's say the Commander 30 and they, they've stuck to something that works in the fan dance <laughs> and it doesn't work for yeah. after six, seven, eight hours. Um, all I would say is I, I kind of stick to energy that I need. But uh, people get the nutritional needs quite a bit wrong and it's one mm. of the fundamental it doesn't matter how fit you are when you cut when you get unstuck because you run out of energy mm. um it, it's going to affect your whole race your whole experience your confidence everything yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you need to look at that and it does change you know depending on how your fitness program is uh, um what your kit you got and how tired you're getting because you've got heavier boots or whatever it's important so you have to reassess your nutritional needs mine's changed over the years mm. and as you're racing at certain levels you're your insulin levels are up and down, and you've got to, got to be a little bit careful with that because over long periods of time, um, you've just got to make sure that you're engaging in like a slow release, medium release, and kind of fast release energy, okay. and you're using it at the right time, uh, depending on what you're doing. The fan dash, you know, it's quite it's, it's quite a hard hard thing to do, and it, it increases your your um, the, the the level that you're working at mm. a lot. People go out and go, oh, I want to do it at that, and then they wonder why they come unstuck when being preparing so well yeah. for it. It's because when everybody's there and it's all very exciting, and I did it last year on my on my I came first, but I didn't. It wasn't at the time I was after. Um, I um, came a little bit unstuck because I I overcooked it at the beginning, and I and then my nutritional needs completely changed because I was working a few percent higher than I, I'd I'd been training at, and you know, so it's important to. Um, to look at how your fitness program is and how hard you're training so that you can, that's why I say kind of like, uh, I don't stick to the basic fundamentals of fitness training. Mm. I kind of go out at the ballpark sometimes and, and train really hard so that the benefits that I'm getting from that are probably not physical. They're more psychological. And I, my understanding of what I need at the, when I'm working at that level is completely different than, than when you're normal, tr normally training and the fan dance it's brilliant for that because it's got so many kind of different challenges and different phases of that. You know, the hills, the, the running all the way down the Roman road, yeah. the, the, uh, all the muscles that you're using that you never normally use in training because you're not running down a rocky road. Mm. Um, it, it kind of affects you hugely and it affects your, your, um, your energy levels as well. So you kind of need, need to be prepared for it, don't you? Better. Oh, most definitely, yeah. So if I – we'll have people listen to this, and I've seen a couple of posts on the on the Gone Tabbing page. Of, well, we've had, quite, we've had quite new, free, a few new people join over the past week or so. So they're now looking at the, the – the, I think the winter fan dance, and they probably just found the Gone Tabbing page. What would be your, your, your three top tips for those people who are looking at doing the first fan dance? 
Uh, well, the first two would be um, join Elite Outdoor Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, give yourself time. If you if you're doing this if you're doing the summer one, I think that's a great goal now. Now mm. we're kind of cutting into you know December, I suppose soon. Yeah. Um, look at the summer one, but do the winter one, mm. and just go do it as a as a fast walk, and hopefully you'll meet the cutoffs and stuff, or do it clean fatigue or whatever. Um, just to give you an idea, and you kind of get hooked on it anyway, yes. because most people will. You you talk at most people, they they look at the fan, they go, oh, I love Penny Fan, yeah. What's on the other side, you know? Because they've never yeah, been on. Yeah. Yeah. So that in itself is a quite exciting for some people going down the Roman Road and mm. get to the halfway halfway point and meeting like DS Big and, <laughs> and get shouted at, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's all part of it, isn't it? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why they put me at the halfway point because I'm too nice. That's the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would certainly say. Just look at four main things. I would look at the uh, fitness program that you've got in place mm. and give yourself a fitness program because you'll do so much better and you'll enjoy the day. There's nothing worse than, than, than doing something and kind of being unfit. It's a completely different feeling. It can be just as exhausted when you're fit than you are unfit. Yeah, but it's a different feeling, as you well know, and it's kind of uh, increases your confidence to put into other things and, and continue your fitness journey. Um, having the correct kit and going through the, your fitness program you'll soon realize oh these boots don't there or these trainers don't work or uh, i need to eat more or, or whatever and so going into your nutritional needs and for that duration kind of change and it's all part of parcel then it's as long as you've got a good fitness program uh, in place you'll understand what kit you need what n- your nutritional needs are and the last one really is just then once you're going through a training you'll understand you know how to pace yourself a little mm. bit because you can have 10 people you're all the same level of fitness, and they all run their races completely differently. Yep. And the one that um, runs it correctly um, will be the one that's successful one that probably comes in before everybody else. And, and, and so that's key as well. But um, having a goal, setting a goal out, and doing a little bit of a program, come and join Elite Outdoor Fitness. And yep. I say that only in that we've got a great community. Uh, and the only reason why I'm kind of proud of it as, as much as I am is because of the people that are they're in it. They're, they're, they're quality, great people. And... Um, and most of my uh, good friends of mine now, rather than you know a company, it's kind of evolved so, so much that it was self-supporting, and um, we have a huge uh, dynamic within Elite Outdoor Fitness where there's people from all walks of life and uh, have got lots going on. There's people that you know that have uh, had catastrophic injuries where they've got mm. you know got only got missing limbs or they've had heart disease or they've got cancers and stuff like that. But they've just overcome all those kind of things to. Um, to make themselves uh, more, more healthier and and fight those kind of the, those challenges, which is which is all good. Yeah, I think the, the the three tips you've given there are spot on because I made those three mistakes on my first fan dance completely. <laughs> I got the training completely wrong. I went to uh, Sports Direct um, and bought probably the cheapest pair of carry more walking boots I could possibly dogs, have, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and and a cheap Bergen off, off off eBay, which ripped my shoulders to ribbons, and uh, and and still loved every minute of it when I came across that finish line. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so you've broken a world record. What's what's next, Nick? Well, do you know what? When I finished it, I kind of, um, on my video, it looks like I'm flipping, breaking down in tears. But I'm actually <laughs> saying to Duncan while I was there, God, mate, that was so hard. <laughs> but um, I was pretty adamant at the end of that that I wouldn't do do, do anything as, as, as severe as that. But um, it only took a few days and, until my uh, hamstrings and all that lot started working again. And I put in for Brighton Half Mouth and with £100, actually. Brilliant. So I, the only reason why, Steve, I, I wanted to do that is... Um, I kind of had this, I, I suppose I haven't really discussed this and now now it's online, everybody would be able to do it, but I didn't just want to do 
I didn't want to do a world record. I wanted to do two or three big things for yeah. me. Um, and, and I would, I wanted to achieve all of them. Hence, I haven't mentioned it to anybody because, um, mm. I suppose I was trying to prove a point in saying it's not about just selecting one thing you think you might be able to do and be good at. It's about selecting two or three things and possibly achieving them all or be, or doing quite well or coming close to it, you know, because that's what it's mm. that's what it's about. Essentially, it's not about just winning everything. It's just a, about the, the journey, really. And, you know, and, and focusing on it. it's going to be make you a better person and put some meat in my legs in, in, in the same time. Yeah. So I'm going to do the uh, Brighton Half Marathon in February with £100 and try and beat that record. Excellent, excellent. So if people want to get in touch with you or they want to find out more about Elise Outdoor Fitness, where do they go? Yeah, we've got a website um, which has been updated. We're doing a complete new one. One of the chaps is helping us out. Um, but uh, currently it's eliteoutdoorfitness.co.uk. Um, they can see on the scene, we're on Instagram, on Facebook and on YouTube as well. I'm probably quite a, a bit bigger on Facebook and mm. uh, Instagram, really. We don't put loads of stuff on on uh, YouTube. But, yeah, come and see us. You know, it, there's nothing to be scared of. It kind of has that emphasis of, like, uh, UK Special Forces type training mm. and weighted fitness and stuff like that. But in actual fact, we're just there to um, um, have a crack on the hills and running and running, doing park runs. And, and we have a, we've got lots of free days, lots of free advice, because that's generally what it's about, actually. You know, if I didn't yeah. make any money from it, I'd still do it anyway. Mm. Um, it's a lot, a lot. A lot of people, I suppose, are like that with the, the gone tabbing and mm. things like that. It's uh, it's encouraging and um, to have organisations like that and helping people out, get them fitter, get them back into to a healthy kind of lifestyle. Really, Nick, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you should be rightly proud of of what you've achieved and definitely what Elise Outdoor Fitness have achieved. I was speaking to Carl Russian the other week and he couldn't praise you highly enough and and Elise Outdoor Fitness. And uh, I'll be I'll be meeting up with Carl in a couple of weeks' time for the for the Black Sheep Half. So, uh, so I'll, I'll have another yeah. chat with him then as well. Um, do you have any, anything else that you you want to promote or or uh, let us know about before before we finish up? Yeah, Trident Adventure. It's kind of like our sister sister company to a certain extent. Uh, Nick, another Nick, um, who I served with years ago. Hmm. Um, he was cutting around doing some pretty impressive things actually on his own and with like uh, groups of friends. And he's he's um, he's put it into practice and 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 he's opened this company called trident adventure now and uh we've done morocco this year and we've done we just come back from morocco which is ex- amazing i'm one of the ds on it. it's just me and nick that run it and yeah. we only have small groups of people um it is an sf experience as it's kind of sold out but do you know what it isn't it's just uh mm. it's for anybody uh we went to sweden and norway last year cross-country skiing i think out of the uh 14 people took 12 of them had never skied in their life right um so it is for everybody and um and it's a little bit challenging and demanding, but it also, like everything that Elite Outdoor Fitness do, try and eventually also kind of uh, um, take on board that people, as long as you can, you've got the basics or you come to Elite Outdoor Fitness and get trained before to get to a certain level, um, we then teach you how to do all the cross-country skiing or we teach you what kit you need when you're doing the Morocco kind of stuff and going all over the peaks. And we, we come off the tourist trails. We don't mm. do anything touristy. It's completely different. And... Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't sell any more on that. But it's, they're pretty, pretty impressive uh, trips. You know, they can Google them on on uh, uh, YouTube, and we've got some great uh, area photography and uh, drone videos and stuff like that. And um, pretty impressive and and and, and challenging at, at all levels. Yeah. 
Excellent. Nick, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. I will, at some point after Christmas, get down and, and uh, touch base with you face-to-face and we'll, uh, I'll, I'll spend some time. You can punish me out on the hills or the fells somewhere. That that, that, would, be, that would be a, a pleasure to, to actually do that. So, uh, yeah, thanks thanks for taking your time to speak to us today. I know we've uh, you, had a bit, yeah. of, bit of WhatsApp ping-pong over the past couple of weeks trying to, trying to get it together, but it's yeah, certainly no, been worth it. I think it. what you're doing, mate, is brilliant. I love your podcast and, uh, yeah, all the best. I think it's superb. Excellent. Cheers, Nick. I shall speak to you soon. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you, Steve. Take care. Cheers, Tabby. Bye. Bye Many thanks there to Nick Grange. A great chat. Uh, I definitely need to get that guy on again because he's got so much knowledge about fitness, about being up in the hills about nutrition he's just one of those guys you can just talk to all day so i promise you i will get nick on again um probably after i've been down to uh, to spend some time with him and he's, he's beasted me out in the hills like i said don't forget i said at the beginning of the podcast this week will be the black sheep half marathon in edale go over to the be a black sheep page go to carl russian's page even through gone tabbing uh, you'll find out more details you can sign up it's a free event and um, they do ask for a donation if you you know if, if you can do that though as well um which would be uh, most agreeable um but yeah absolutely fantastic event it'll be good to see some old and new faces there as well and i'll definitely be there and i might even stick a microphone in your face and get some words from you so also as i said i'll be on the eagle podcast this week so if you search spotify keep having a look at that um you'll see um, me on there chatting about god tabbing chatting about this podcast and chatting about me so until next time thank you very much for listening don't forget to rate and review us over there on apple podcasts and i'll see you again soon always a little further we stand together united as one forward on we go facing friend and foe we will know what it is We have no time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost.